Blog Talk Radio. All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get My favorite, though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I think I, not. You put me on the e meter and ask me a question, and the needle would float. Welcome to Come Get Some Day 74. Today we get to the sum of independent movie maker Scott Brown, part dos. And uh, he's got that big writing project coming up, as you know, the whole IndieVisionProject.com. Uh, if you go there, you can look it up. You can find it on MaxitMagazine.com. Details for it. Time is running out. If you've been trying and struggling to get your writing out there and get your movies made, this is, this is the contest to do it. Uh, a lot of great things happening with that, Scott, will be talking about with me today. But before we get to that, I want to address these stupid questions in the room. <laughs> Anybody know who Susan B. Anthony is? <laughs> Anybody? I'm just going to leave it at that. The question itself you know, speaks for itself. I'm expecting a call coming in any second now again before we get to Scott Brown uh, to talk about something. Because as you all know, uh, I've been talking about this weekend's a very busy weekend for me as I will be uh, – I will be going to tomorrow night is Friday night, and it's the second night of Squeeze My Cans in Tampa at Tampa Stage Works with my friend uh, Kathy Schenkelberg, who's doing her special thing, her one-woman show, her Squeeze Her My Cans Across America tour, uh, where she's talking about her time in, in uh, performing about her time in Scientology. Starts tonight through April 2nd. Uh, if you're in the Tampa area or anywhere in the Florida area in that uh, general region in that area. Uh, stop by and see the show. Tickets are only between thirty and thirty-five dollars, depending on different uh, different things, different days. Uh, but make sure you catch it. You don't want to miss it. I have seen bunches and bunches of reviews of this show, a bunch of reviews for this show, and every single one of them has been positive. And uh, I, I can't find a negative review, which is shocking, because usually one of those Scientology people will sneak in. From uh, PR or OSA or whatever, and I'll put some really uh, negative stuff up about something uh, positive going on for science, for a Scientologist or ex Scientologist. So I'm just trying to uh, stretch some time <laughs> uh, for, uh, for this call to come in here. I'm just waiting for this call. And maybe it's not coming. And if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. Uh, I do have an interview to play here for you with Scott Brown, and uh, wow. If you missed it, uh, yesterday I did my Scientology Extra uh, Friday edition on Wednesday, so it's, it came out yesterday. It's already out there. You can find the link to yesterday's part two uh, with Mr. David LaCroix. He is an independent Scientologist, and uh, I pretty much give my full review of Reza Aslan's Believer show on CNN in one word, 
and uh, I give my take on independent Scientology at the closing of the show. So don't uh, don't miss that if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, just want to make sure you check that out. And of course, as you may have heard, um, I'll just spill it here if you haven't heard yesterday's show yet. You're listening to this one first. Um, coming up uh, very soon on Come Get Some, I'm going to have uh, John Sweeney on the show. He is the uh, the BBC Panorama reporter who did that special on uh, Scientology that got me to learn about Scientology uh, back in 2007. Uh, he's been very integral. He w- he has been on uh, Leah Romani's Scientology Aftermath, and my call is coming in. I want to I want to answer this one. Here we go. You're live on the air. On come get some. Hey, how are you? Hey, it's Kathy Schickelberg. Hey. I was just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I was listening. I was, I was, I'm in my car charging my phone. That's why I was delayed, trying to find a place was, to stay like, while I'm there. Let's see, what can I talk about? Why I stole for Kathy? Uh, oh my um, gosh, yeah. you, you start tonight. You start tonight in Tampa, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is, uh, I'm Where is it again? Yeah, it's, uh, Stageworks in Tampa. It's called Channel Side. Uh, it's my first time in the area, and I it's about five minutes from Ybor City, which I, I broke my cherry over there, but not literally. You know, I just hadn't been there before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just came from uh, your second tour of your home uh, in Chicago. How did that go for you? Yeah. It was good. It was, it was a, you know, it's about uh, less there. And, you know, it was there five weeks, so you have more more shows. So it spread out a bit towards the end. It was nice and packed. Um, great response. I met a lot of new people and I actually met a lot of people who are still in the cult, but they don't want to be, but they, <gasps> they have uh, people they're connected to. Uh, so really? you know, I'm not going to disclose their names. Oh yeah. No, I had about 10 people show up last summer uh, in and around, uh, not only in Hollywood, but in, um, in Chicago uh, that were, that just they have family members or they're connected to a business that is uh, owned by a Scientologist. So they don't want to be either lose their job or be disconnected. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, wow. I would put a picture on you know. No, no, you wouldn't want to do that. But that is amazing. And that's just, uh, I wonder if they brought anybody with them, people who weren't looking to leave, that, that helped them see that and, and see the way there. I said, that would be amazing if they could do that. Yeah, I, I doubt it. If if they can't, if people aren't looking to leave and they come see my show, they're gonna end up in ethics. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to disclose yeah. their transgressions and they're over. So, I it, it's actually it's kind of costly if you're connected to a suppressive person or you read, you know, black PR uh, material. If you if you listen to your show, <laughs> yeah, my show, happen. yeah. Well, I guess my show's if negative. You're, I mean, it's not, you're, yeah. Well, no, but you're 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 looking at both sides, but you're you're also exposing people who have been hurt by the cult. So, you know, everybody has a story. You know. Yeah, I don't know. You've been very busy. You've been very busy. I don't know if you heard my conversations with David Lacroix, the independent Scientologist. Um, I did not. I've been literally checking and promoting and hanging posters. I'm, yeah. I'm a one man band. I don't know. We free time. I don't know what free time means to you anymore, Kathy. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Uh, I was wondering, what do you think of independent Scientology, or do you feel comfortable commenting on that? 
no problem with I have people I, I know people and I have friends that choose to use the technology but don't like the organized religion part. Um, they liked Ron's tech, but they don't like the um, David Miscavige or the whole industry. I call it the industry because it is a massive money machine. Um, you know what? Uh, I think religion in general has caused uh, much sadness and downfall and anger and angst in our society that I just, I keep, I let people do what they want as long as, long as they're not harming other people um, and they're not right. disconnecting families right. and bankrupting people. So, so if you choose to be an indie Scientologist, that's your thing. Just don't, don't, um, don't try to convince me on it because I'm, I'm not having a part of it. <laughs> that's how I, I kind of feel that way too. I just don't know why you'd, I just don't know why you'd want to honestly. And there's other options and and we yeah. know what we, we know what it is um but anyway uh, how, uh what's your excitement level 1 to 10 here uh Kathy for for Tampa Bay I I'm I'm excited I'm really hoping we sell some tickets because um you know I support the theater so much and Carla Hartley at Stageworks uh directed me at American Stage in God of Carnage and she is doing me a huge favor and is helping me so much by allowing it to be here, but also I think she's pretty jazzed about it too, um, coming to her theater only for six shows, but I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get some other uh, people that have connections to other theaters around Florida, uh, you know, uh, not only just in the Tampa Bay, St. Pete area, but in, in um, Sarasota and, and Miami. And uh, you know I booked Boca Raton, right, in 2018. No, I have oh, not Florida. heard that. Boca Raton. Yeah, I, I just I just uh, worked out the contract. You know, um, yeah, so I'm just hoping people will come and buy tickets. I know there is a, a senior discount uh, at American Stage and also a student discount. So right now the tickets are selling good uh, tonight and Saturday night and Sunday afternoon are selling quite well. And then the other nights we need to kind of fill them up. Well, I'll be there Friday, um, so if anybody wants to come on Friday and make sure I'm not sitting by myself, no, I think you're going to have a lot yeah. of people show up. I think you're going to have a lot of walk-ins. Do you get a lot of walk-ins usually? I uh, I do, and the and the problem with walk-ins in Chicago is uh, they were walking out because the show, when the show was sold out, it was the last weekend, and, and I, I kept telling people, I said, yeah. you know, get your tickets. But you never know, you know. Uh, I had I performed in uh, one show the first week I opened in Chicago. There was nine people, and I got to tell you, it was the most responsive, loving audience. So I turned up the house lights, and we had a talk back for about twenty minutes afterwards. And it was nice. and and you would be be really surprised at the people who almost got in or who uh, signed up for a personality test or a stress test, and they're still on mailing list twenty five, thirty years later. After moving twenty times, yeah, you know, you know, they still find you. I've heard, I've heard stories of people who went to a Scientology center, used a mm -hmm. fake name, fake address, fake phone number, fake email, and then they started getting mail at their home. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's totally. Normal. So I think somebody's yep. checking your license plate out or something while you're inside. I don't know what's going. How they oh, get that yeah. information? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's all kind of creepy it's just creepy yeah. I mean, don't get you're a religion my god what, what are you doing no they're not you know I mean, <laughs> they it's like people, people people saying aren't you scared i'm like what does that tell you about scientology when people go aren't you scared i'm like well i i, I don't understand 
Well, because of, of what they know from, from uh, Leah's show and the documentary and hearing and reading about other people's um, experience, of course they're going to ask you, aren't you scared? But, you know, if why would why would somebody uh, – it's just exhausting. I've got enough on my plate, you know? I know. Um, yeah, right. just to worry about well, you're doing. You know. You're doing great stuff, Kathy. I want to thank you for calling in, and I'm I'm really excited to see you tomorrow night. I'll be there. I told people on yesterday's podcast that I will be the I'll be the guy in his 40s that looks younger, shorter, and fatter than you would have thought, and that's how you'll know it's me. Oh, honey, you're awesome. You're doing great <laughs> things, and I just can't. I I totally can't wait to meet you. There's there's a coffee shop bar across the street. We'll have a coffee or a beer, and sure. um, there's there'll be a lot. I'm sure there'll be a lot of folks. Um, you know, coming to the show. It's a 80 minute show. It's at Stageworks in Tampa. It only runs tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and the two afternoons, Saturday and Sunday. And I just want to let you know, Chris, that I um I try to donate a show to the theater uh, in Chicago. I did the Human Rights Campaign, and I I think we raised about a thousand bucks for them. I gave them one of my shows, and I don't I make proceeds from the ticket sales, but um. The theater uh, agreed to give the proceeds to the Human Rights Campaign. And so Carla and Stageworks, the 8 p.m. show on Sunday night, if you want all the ticket sales to go to Stageworks and that program there, then then pay for a ticket on Sunday night, and not a dime will go in my pocket. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Everybody, hope, make sure you heard that Sunday night, everything goes but, to Stageworks. Stageworks but, needs to keep up and running. But but the other nights I get a portion of it, so just saying, if you want to come twice. <laughs> if you want to come twice, you can help Kathy out. And guess what? After you see it once, if all the reviews I'm reading are accurate, you'll want to see it twice. I think GK told me yeah. she wants to see it again. Everybody wants to see that show. Yeah, too. that would be great. Yeah. Oh, man, it's great to talk to you. I'll see you tomorrow night, okay? I've got to find a place to stay. All right, Kathy, stay. take care. All right, honey. All right, let me know if you need anything. All right. You've done so much. You're dull. Bye. We'll keep going. Bye. Okay. So very good of Kathy to call in. I'm going to touch base with her again later. I'm running out of time for today's time. I allotted it for my interview. So let's go ahead and get to Scott Brown. Make sure if you're in the Tampa area, anywhere in the Florida area, close to Tampa, go see Kathy Schenkelberg now through April 2nd at the Stageworks Theater. I got to tell you, Scott, man, this has come off like a TED Talk here. You've been This has been like a great education in, in making a, a successful independent uh, run in the, uh, in the industry. Uh, but I do want to move this on because uh, we're running low on time. Um, oh, no problem. But you're, you're, this, is, this is great information here, and I, I love what you're doing. I wanted to dedicate a little time here to it because I feel like this is probably like a pet project of yours and I think you are really, uh, I think this is something you're proud of it seems like, the uh, Adventures of Belly Bean. Oh uh, yeah, it's that is definitely a pet project of mine um, and it's people are wondering why I don't just bring it into my standard circulation and things like that. It's it's because I want, I, it's, it's an expansion of the concept of the Indivision project but on a personal level. So it's those that are working on it, like Stan Houston, Michael Montgomery, um, my, uh, Michael Montgomery from the Green Bay Packers in Gotham, uh, Carla Perez from the Power Rangers. Um, we just signed Byron Cherry from the Dukes of Hazard. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, 
And those are just our openers. It's, there's a bunch more that are behind it. But it's just a, it's, it was a series of short stories for my daughter after I had a very bad divorce, um, had joint custody with my daughter, uh, with my ex-wife, and my ex-wife decided to take my daughter halfway across the country mm. and made it very difficult. It's a horrible divorce, and it's just been a nightmare. And it's most important thing in my life is my daughter. Absolutely. Um, everything I'm doing is actually for her. That's why this project, it's, it's just like me. This project is not for sale. And it's just, it's a small project. And, and I love Wallace and Gromit since, I love Claymation since like Gumby. Yeah. And, and I, it was, it started out just as a series of short stories that I could teach my daughter lessons on. And then, it's, I started showing some people, and they were like, oh, my God, that character is so cute. Why, why, why don't you make it into a show? And I was actually, it was going to be a book series, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of an obvious jump. Why didn't I think of it? So um, it was, I was going to do digital animation originally on it, or actually hand sketch, like Disney style. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe digital animation. And I was like, you know what? I really like claymation. And... I decided, I went down to Michael's, and I made the first belly bean just to stick it on my desk to have it there to look at <laughs> as a reminder of, hey, work on this project. Right. And I took a picture of it, and all of a sudden it was like, all, all these people started going, hey, is that your new show? I want to be a part of it. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. And then that's where the actual show concept came from, and... People were like, you know, I was like, okay, because I was just going to take pictures and kind of set it up and, you know, for a storyboarding for the animated version, and then it, it just became its thing that it is now. And um, so I was like, I'm going to build a little social media up behind it. And Billy Bean had nothing, and I launched this um, Indiegogo campaign because it takes a special still camera, um, some pretty heavy-duty software, plus some recording equipment that, that we didn't have access to and that if you rent it, it's going to cost you $50,000 <laughs> because claymation takes so long to shoot. And the little sizzle reel, which lasts for less than a minute, is actually was actually 2,000 almost photos and we ended up using almost 1,400 of them. Wow. And we used our, a webcam to actually shoot it, which you can't, it's, the webcam has no ability to focus or adjust the white balance for lighting. So it's kind of got that stop motion or the uh, the um, kind of twenties feel. To me yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but it was it was a nice little test project just to see, and we ended up with this amazing vocal coach that I had done an audition on, and she came in and I didn't even realize it was a female and that Belly Bean's voice. I, I was listening to a couple of hundred, and when I heard hers, it was like that's Belly Bean. And then we launched the campaign. And we raised about a thousand dollars so far, and what's great is that was one of our benchmarks. Is every thousand um, dollars, we are picking a, a children's hospital and going and reading the first book to the children, and then also uh, donating ebooks to all the children at the hospital. That's awesome. Plus, we have a giant Theo the stuffed bear from Barely Human, which is one of our other shows that will be joining us. And um, he will be giving kids hugs. 
So. Oh, uh, that's cool. And we have an we have an actress that's actually volunteering for that. Um, to beat Theo. So. Um, but yeah, it's a that's a that's a pet project that I didn't want to take in the standard. I didn't want to bring in investors and in that. I wanted it to be the crews and the cast that's working on it, and also the audience that finds it, for them to get the rewards rather than the investor to, you know, take 40 or 60% right. of the project. It's, I thought, you know, I'd rather build it up slow and grassroots it and find an audience this way. It, it looks like it looks like it's going to be good. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, it's, what's great is it's an educational show as well. It's not just a children's show. It's Belly Bean and Logan um, and Maddie go on adventures. Uh, her dad is a writer. That, that's me. <laughs> and he travels for research for his his writing. And Maddie, Belly Bean, and Logan go along on, on these travels. And when they're on the travels, Logan and Belly Bean get into these curious situations to get themselves into trouble. And it's Maddie using lessons she's learned from her parents to get them out of trouble. So it's a very po- child positive, as the role model, reinforcement rather than the, sh- the children's shows of today where it's the child is the snarky little brat <laughs> right. that does something stupid and the parent has to get him out of trouble. You, you know, you know Billy Bean... is, Maddie is the responsible little girl that actually, and, they, and they, they go on some great adventures. Their first one, they end up at the International Space Station by accident. Yeah. And they learn about astronomy and, and gravity and physics and some other things. Now, Billy Bean's a sprout, right? He's like a sprout that goes to school with Maddie and he's, he's living a regular life. What's funny is he is actually a lima bean. A lima bean sprout, okay. Uh, yeah, he is a lima bean sprout and he's actually, yeah, he's actually a lima bean. And it's funny because I don't like, I don't like lima beans. Me neither. But I love Billy Bean. <laughs> um, and it was like, I started making him, I was like, Oh crap! He's a lima bean. <laughs> what I love about this is that it's like it's like you might look at that and go, "Why is there a lima bean going to school with this little girl and these adventures and stuff?" But you know, you have also a bear that's not eating this little girl and little bear, so it's not it's not abnormal in the cartoon world to have this kind of configuration. Exactly, and 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 like Logan, it's Logan is a talking character, but he's he's a very ex as you saw in the thing, he's a very expressive character. Right. Um, and uh, a lot, and but Belly Bean, it's he's just a curious little bean, and like his dad, played by Michael Montgomery, is a uh, is a bean sprout, uh, actually a bean stalk. Um, and then he's got a friend uh, named Jeffrey Gopher who works in the IT department of the Internet, digging tunnels. So his his <laughs> motto is "Go for it." Go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and um, then there's a lot of other characters. There's Buzzy the Bee, um, and it's it's a it's a it's an advanced show in it because it does do some hard science to it, but it does it in a very fun. They didn't even realize they're learning fashion. I love it. That sounds great. And uh, yeah. So I'm gonna and put then, links. Um, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And and it's uh yeah we've got we're just. Uh, We've got about uh, 25 days left on it, um, and we're we're doing some uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, we actually covered the cost of both the creating the ebook, and and we're able to get the camera now. So now awesome. we're just 
stepping up, we'd like to get one more camera to speed up uh, production and um, and that. So, and we've got, uh, and then we want to be able to pay the cast and crew for food and and uh, we want it and we need more prop stuff and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of clay. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't even to you that. What do you think of that? It up in. <laughs> You know, I was looking at Billy Bean's picture, and it's so funny. Like, right after you told me about this project, this is like months ago, uh, after you, or weeks ago, something like that, you told me this project, I actually had a dream about the Avocado King, and he looked like Billy Bean. It was really interesting. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Maybe it'll be a future project. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're, we're looking at actually, um, we're, we're going to try to get, like, uh, Jelly Bellies uh, to sponsor. Um, I know they have a jelly bean character ah. uh, we'll have him on and have him talk about a balance of health and treats and you know that type of thing oh because that'd be good it, we're actually, the, um, the Indivision project is actually getting a mention of the United Nations because of um, our involvement with uh, youth health screenings for, for disabilities and, and medical issues undiagnosed phenomenal and um, in New York next month so it's we we do have we're very socially active in our projects we um with not necessarily the project itself but the story around the project or or the pieces of what an actor brings to it um and like Michael Montgomery is very much about youth health and things like that definitely and he's in several of our projects and it's we hint at certain things even like in horror films or it may not. It may be an action film or something, but casual mention in a conversation. But then the, the then the actor, the cast, the crew, and that can actually use that as a platform when they're talking to the press like you, right? And doing these interviews and things, they can talk about the social impact that this that that what they're working on can have, and they use the film as their 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 key to get into the door. Excellent. So, but Belly Bean is, yeah, it's a pet project. Um, we're funding it independently. Um, and it's not about, it's, it's more about the social aspect rather than the money of what we're doing in that because it's, everything goes directly to the project and driving it forward. Um, and we've got some amazing rewards um, on that, which is pretty exciting. But uh, it's, I wouldn't say the rewards are as good as uh, for the Indivision project competition, though. Um, which is uh, the other big thing I'm working on. Yes, I'm, I'm going to put links to all of this on, on the uh, on the interview, definitely, so people can see. Are you still accepting entries for that writing project? Uh, yeah, it's actually, we got about 90 more days um, of entry um, for this, and it's, we have two, uh, we just, we just got a drone as part of the giveaways. We've got multiple Steadicams that we're giving away for the, for for the directing side, this is both a screenwriting and directing competition. Um, and then there's a huge after party and a screening, and and that the Limerick Theater is giving us the uh, Aria Theater in Beverly Hills to do our awards ceremony, screening, and after party. And cool. um, we've got the the winning screenwriter gets a production and distribution deal, and the winning director gets to pr- direct a fully funded feature or pilot. Um, for um, at which will also get distributed. And I believe so I believe participating thousand dollars in cash and prizes is secondary stuff. 
cool. I believe the participating actor is involved, like Michael. I believe uh, Michael Montgomery is involved yeah, in that. He'll be lent to the project. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, the actors in that, that that are involved in the innovation project itself wanted to be involved in this as well. And what they're going to be doing is the screenwriters in that, we, there's actually 22 levels of prizes. The two grand prizes, which are the production and distribution deals. Then everybody else is getting shopped to our distributors and production uh, companies that we're affiliated with and, and producers and that. So they're getting a lot of marketing. But what's great is the all of the people that win will actually have be able to have conversations with actors and, and producers and that and be able to cast them in their projects and, and put the packages together to have them delivered to these people, which is huge in its own regard. Each package is you know, between five and $25,000 in itself. Wow. you you got to love it. Scott Brown making things happening for independent film. It's yeah. awesome. That's, that's some, just trying to help some people out. Excellent, excellent. Well, what I do with every one of my guests as I wind down the interview, I do something called 10 Questions Think Fast. Some might be deep questions. Some might be goofy or silly. If you're not comfortable, you can pass questions. Are you ready for 10 okay. questions, Scott? Fire away. All right. Ten questions with Scott Brown. Number one, think fast. Coke, Pepsi, or Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper, without a question. You're a pepper? I'm a pepper. These people should be peppers, too. Uh, number two, true or false, you'll miss Ringland Brothers. What was that? You will miss Ringland Brothers. No. No, false. okay. Is this an animal thing? Animal cruelty? Yep. Okay. Big time. Yeah. I'm with you. I grew up with it. I, I'll tell you, my first turnoff was The Living Unicorn. and I don't, Anyone can just look that up and see. What, I don't want to get into a long conversation, yep. but that's a pretty good indication yeah. of when it was time to turn away. Um, yep, exactly. <laughs> number three, do you have any favorite nicknames you've been called? Uh, okay, here, here's the funny thing. Um, my name, is, the middle, my middle initial is C. It stands for Charles. So... My name is Scott Charles Brown, so as a child I was called Charlie Brown. And what makes it worse is, besides not even hitting puberty until I was a year in the military, I was raised in a town by the name of Boring, Oregon. B-O-R-I-N-G, it's just outside of Portland, and it's a real place. Boring, Oregon. So I'm Charlie Brown from Boring, Oregon. So, yeah. How's that for a nickname? Did you live on Blockhead Street? (laughs) Trust me, it was... My mother said that that um, I wasn't named after the Peanuts cartoon, and it wasn't even popular. I'm like, Mom, I was born in the early 70s. It was at its high point. Yes, you it was. It was. <laughs> All right, uh, number four, best boob size. <laughs> uh, I like large breasts. All right, best is large. Uh, number five, true and how they carry them. And how they carry them. <laughs> number five, true or false? Politics, race, religion, all this stuff that no one wants to see on social media or talk about really should be talked about. Oh, it it should definitely be talked about. Um, What's the problem? And it should be made up. It should be made fun of as absolutely as much as possible. Another thing I agree on. Number six, finish the sentence, please. When I go to the beach. I have to be in the water, not on the sand. There, there's something to that, isn't there? Absolutely. Oh, uh, it's yeah. It's I don't care about the sand. I got to be in the water. I'm a water baby. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. What's your biggest bucket list goal that's still attainable but you haven't grabbed onto yet? 
I want to move to Mars. I was actually um, I was actually looking at submitting as a documentarian for the Mars One mission. Believe it or not, is that something they're looking for right now? Um, they they were actually there was a thing about ca- uh, getting people to go to Mars and they wanted to see who would volunteer and all that and what they would do and I'm like somebody has to sh- show what's all going on and uh, I yeah. want to be that person. Wow, that'd be huge. Did you ever think about what the uh, living arrangements might be? Oh yeah, there aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, I, it's a case of I always thought you should just bring a big garbage can lid and <laughs> dig a hole over there. And then put pull the garbage can lid in on top of it. Build your biosphere underground. Oh and then no! Start expanding from there. Wow. Okay. You might run into some. You might run into some life forms down there. This stuff a lot. Apparently, you have. <laughs> Let's see, Scott. Um, number eight. Uh, did you ever watch that old sitcom soap? It was one of my favorites back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you still wonder about the cliffhangers? Because I know I do. It bugs me. Uh, I don't remember the cliffhanger. <laughs> Uh, it's been that long. Oh, it's maybe been that long. Maybe that's a traumatic brain injury, or maybe it's, it's a blessing. Because <laughs> uh, there's some cliffhangers on some of those old shows, and I'm like... Dying to know. Cancel the show when? <laughs> <laughs> you always wanted to do, like, a special, like a miniseries for the second se- so the next season to see how it ended and wrap it's, it up. Oh, it's perfect example is uh, Firefly. Yeah. Serenity. You know, and what was stupid was them not rebooting Firefly. Well, when well when I saw Serenity, it was, Serenity was the movie, right? Yep, Serenity was the movie for it. I was I was very surprised to see that Serenity shows you where Firefly was headed, and Firefly never got a chance to get there. And I'm thinking, if they ever turned that corner before it got canceled, it was going to be gold. Oh, it it it's they they screwed up the uh, distribution aspect of that show. Oh, out of order. In time. Yeah. Well, it was swapping times also, um, and uh, and also I whole network switch things like that uh, that really screwed it up. And that that was that was a fantastic, brilliantly written, amazingly acted characters you could believe in, very uh, best dramedy out there. Just I um, for I it it just pushed the envelope. Same as Babylon Five. It's they pushed the envelope on a lot of things, and they they screwed it up. Um, and it wasn't the creators; it was the guys writing the checks because they just they didn't see the numbers because the marketing was off the and everything else. And it was it had nothing to do with the show, and that's why there was such a huge fanfare uh, and and actually <laughs> burning of the parapets almost um, when it was canceled. And then they had to do the movie because people just wouldn't stop talking about it. I just think in fact it's one of the all I have it's it's one of the only DVDs that I actually have of DVDs. <laughs> I have Firefly and Serenity sitting on my desk and there's only three here. And the other one is the Mutant Chronicles. Which is really weird, <laughs> but something I like. I feel like I feel like I really do feel like Josh Whedon was cursed up until he started doing Marvel films. Because um, everything yeah. he put on television was solid, but none of it had stay. None of it was allowed to stay on the air. I mean, See, Dollhouse was awesome. It was all good. That's the difference between TV and digital. Digital can find a market. Yeah. You can shoot it for less. 
you can get it out there, you can find a social media market and create a buzz that you can't necessarily do on TV. Right, it's true. Look at all these shows coming back on Netflix. Grassroots approach, that's the thing. All right. Platforms like YouTube and that give us a digital, or give us a grassroots approach like nothing else. And then you can leverage it up to your platforms like Netflix and Hulu and Vimeo and Amazon and things like that. I, I I see it definitely definitely. Where was I? Number nine, <laughs> number nine. Did you choose Marvel, DC, or choosing is douchey? Marvel. Marvel. Okay, but you're doing a DC project. Well, no, I'm not doing a DC project. I'm doing a project that, um, well, DC uh, wasn't it? Is that has, has yeah. kept an eye on? Versus <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday. Yes, it's there is some yeah it's. You have some access to information that... <laughs> Isn't it on IMDb? Uh, it's on IMDb, oh yeah. It's, uh, but it's not a, it is not a DC project. It's actually, we're doing it as a fan film. Okay. Um, with, and and uh, then they'll take a look at it afterwards. Gotcha. So it's got to get approval before it can ever go anywhere, is that right? Well, no, it's... it's we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> and it's just, if they like it... We're hoping, I mean, we've got some people that uh, said they'll take a look at it and see if they actually like it for to remake it in a high-budget format. Okay. Is Mor- Morgan Strebel yeah, still attached to that? They've got more talent on it than they did on uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have more qualified talent, and we've drawn from the entire Superman franchise all the way back, Christopher Reeves and things like that, Nice. Smallville. We have talent from all of those coming into the project going, I love it. I want to be a part of it. That's so cool. Isn't it like the yeah. Death of Superman story, something like that? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, Very yep, cool. That would be the one. So, is Morgan... Uh, Morgan was one of my guests, I, I guess, on my show before. Is he still associated? I know he was doing it before. Who was? Uh, Morgan Strebler. Morgan is actually uh, one of the producers on it. And Excellent. And he also is in it. Um, plus, well, he is, he's the lead producer on it. Um, and then also, I'm the writer and director on it. And then Mark, or, uh, Michael Montgomery actually plays Doomsday. Perfect. Oh, that's so perfect. And if you saw him in his role in Gotham, yep. you'll understand why. Uh, the perfect is, is the word. Literally on the football field, defensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers for five years. The man, <laughs> the man is a beast. Yeah. And, and he brings, and his sense of acting is, it's so amazing. I mean, he does drama to. And you should see him in comedy. It's hilarious. I, I like Michael. Uh, Pe- people don't know crazy. people don't know Michael, man. Like before we went on the air talking to Michael Montgomery, so he, he's just a really chill guy. You know, he's real nice, real friendly. You know, this is, you know I just you have know, a talk about it. And you go, okay, well here's Michael Montgomery. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. He lights up, man. He comes to life when it's time to go. Oh man. yeah, it's yeah, it, it's oh, it's you should. I mean, we have brainstorming sessions. We're doing some very edgy uh, what would be politically not incorrect politically completely wrong <laughs> that I mean, we we poke fun at everything and I mean, we've got some major actors that are like oh I want to do that role I want to just butcher that and it's like <laughs> you are that yeah that's what's so funny about it that's great <laughs> like, it's it's just I mean, we, we're, we've got some amazing stuff coming out, and it, that he's uh, he's a very heavy part in what we're doing. Um, he's been very active 
both on in in front of the camera and behind the camera on what we're doing. Awesome. And um yeah, it's he's he is one of the very underestimated people out there. Same as Stan. Stan is very underestimated as well in his involvement and 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 their ability in the acting world. And they're the edge of what's changing in this industry. They're the front edge. Absolutely. So all right. So what's number 10? Number 10, yes. Number 10, finally. Did you enjoy this interview? Of course. This was fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. I want to ask you real quick. You used to be behind the camera. We never got around to that. What made you uh, in front of the camera? Oh, you mean rather? in front of the camera? Yeah. What made you uh, not be in front of the camera anymore? It's. I, I was in a bunch of projects. I was in probably three or 400 films and TV shows, things like that. Um, miscellaneous stuff. I was the king of the cutting room floor too. Um, <laughs> it's, but no, I was. I've actually. I I think one of the commercials that I did for uh, Search and Recovery in Oregon um, is still being aired on like the Multno or uh, Clackamas County Channel or Multnomah Government Channel or something like that. <laughs> it's an old it's got commercial. Like a Ten-year air. Toss oh wow! For, <laughs> yeah, and I'm. I play the dad of this kid that gets lost. Uh. But what was funny was um, I realized that I didn't like acting for myself. I didn't think uh, it's, it's not something I enjoyed. I liked bringing the stories to life and that and giving it to people that were passionate about it. And I realized that my taking acting jobs, because I was getting work all the time, um, and it wasn't my passion. Right. But I was taking food, I realized, out of the mouths of serious actors, and I, I felt bad about that. I felt like I was betraying them. And um, it was kind of funny because Josh Lucas and I had a laugh on Twitter about um, Lincoln Lawyer. Um, I had actually got, I was offered the, the prosecuting attorney role in Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Um, and I, this, <laughs> this um, casting agent calls me up, and says, hey, we want you to come down and and meet everybody. I'm like, um, actually, I'm no longer acting. And she starts cussing at me. <laughs> she was and, depending and, on you. <laughs> a casting agent never cusses unless you're nobody. If they want you, they are the nicest, sweetest things you can ever imagine. And she starts cussing at me. And I realize she's not really cussing at me. She's cussing at the situation. I'm like, what the? I'm looking at the phone going, what the hell? <laughs> and she goes, I'm sorry. She goes, you don't understand. She goes, the... The, the the first guy I'm going oh great you you I'm the second guy yeah you know, she goes the first guy um, <laughs> actually that we cast um, is in rehab uh, and we don't expect him to get back into the industry wow wonderful and then the second guy oh great I'm not even the second guy <laughs> <laughs> and the second guy goes. Um, I, I guess he got a lead in his own, uh, like, low-budget feature and took it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm the third guy, and I'm like, well, I hate to say it, but I'm out. She goes, you're kidding me. And they had to go back and recast the role. Wow. And it's funny because it had ended up being one of Josh Lucas's main breakout roles. That was Josh Lucas, and, yeah. Yeah, and so it's, yeah, I was I was telling somebody about this story. I mentioned it, and he goes, yeah, that was, and he goes, and I appreciate that role so much from you. Thank you for turning it down. <laughs> it's like, and 
he actually gets my thinking on it. Um, it's everybody finds their place in this industry if they're really passionate about this industry. And it's Josh. I imagine me taking that role and Josh not getting that role, and that being the final straw that broke the camel's back of him deciding, you know what, screw this. And it's that's what I was talking about. And people go, but you would have gotten paid all this money. I'm like, yeah, you work on something and you get paid for it, but I'd rather work on something and make it great and get paid for something I love rather than getting paid for something I didn't really want to do in the first place. Right, right. No, I, I get that totally. And, and watching, I'd rather, let me put it this way, Ten times out of ten, I'd rather watch watch Josh Lucas act than ever see me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. I, trust me, I have fans that would rather have that as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. Well, well, do me a favor. Uh, well, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and plug all the stuff you want. All the stuff I'm going to link anyway. But go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about for uh, promotional uh, um, purposes. Help us out with the great children's claymation series. Very educational. A lot of fun. The Adventures of Belly Bean, you can find it on Indiegogo. Just do a search for The Adventures of Belly Bean, just like it sounds. You can follow him on Twitter at T-A of B-B. You can find him on, on Instagram at The Adventures of Belly Bean. But if you're serious about screenwriting or directing, go to Film Freeway or the International Screenwriters Association and look for the Indie Vision Project and submit your scripts. There's two production deals worth a ton of money, and even the secondary prizes are going to take you further than any other competition will. 22 prizes in total. Um, outside of the cost of the grand prizes, they're still on top of that. In secondary, over $50,000 in cash in secondary prizes. Some awesome stuff. And uh, we're making things happen. You can follow me on push, at Pushing the Pen um, on Twitter or Instagram or uh, Facebook. That's it. Great stuff. Belly Bean's got his uh, Belly Bean, the the the, <laughs> the 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 beans the bean sprout claymation character has a Twitter account. How awesome is that? Uh, he has a twi- actually, he's blowing up on Instagram. He's got like it's. We went from nothing. I I I fired it up, and a couple of of the people that were working on the project followed him, and then all of a sudden we had like all of a sudden it got in with the blo- uh, mommy bloggers. And we have like 1,300 followers all of a sudden. Wow. And the mommy bloggers went berserk. I, he's, get, he's getting more likes each day than I am. <laughs> by far. That's I'm actually, crazy. He's getting more likes each day than I am each month. He's likable. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm off the trademark avocado king. Um, uh, thank you for being on the show, Scott. I really we'll appreciate it. An avocado. We'll add an avocado to the show. <laughs> I'm going to tell you I the dream later on, man. <laughs> I disagree with California having the orange as the fruit. Should be avocado. Should be the avocado. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we. I think we should petition that, and and the avocado king could uh, be the grand champion, and Belly Bean back him up, and we can we can show people hmm. how to petition the government for a change. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking. Show. Oh wait. <laughs> All right, Scott. Thank you so much, man. I had a great time having you on the show. I appreciate uh, you giving your time. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, you guys, I got to go right out of time, man. Uh, see you out and about this weekend and next week. Uh, until next week, uh, take care, everybody. That about sums it up.
All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. My favorite, though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you so much. I I think not. Put me on the e-meter and ask me the question, and the needle would float.